The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. say i do find myself doing it on my own just out in the wild is that true yeah that's true okay that is the voice of chris brockman uh I is it really say, weird to introduce it's me very weird to say <laughs> like, your last name because i at your face right now it's <laughs> like it's painful to even say my full name yeah, because i only call you dummy like right, i don't know right. i don't know like i don't ever go this is Chris Brockman. Like, that's so weird. Hello, this is Chris Brockman. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, you're sitting in for Rob Riggle this week because you're an actual sportscaster. And you know I thought you were going to say I'm actually famous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, now you're really getting into it. It's great. Two minutes uh, in, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. You're, you're so locked. Um, Red light on. Yeah. Action. And is it muted? No. Okay. Yes. Good job. Well, we all, uh, Chris is coming in because uh, Riggle's out of town. Uh, we like to play Where in the World is Rob Riggle okay. when he's out of town. And Rob always assumes what I'm doing when I'm out of town. Okay. So, uh, by the way, we're doing this at our house. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> we are not in the studio, so if it sounds weird or you hear the sound of high heels that is my dog walking around with long fingernails or toenails what are we we're in the the nook is this like the breakfast yeah this is our this this, i always call it the booth like a breakfast like a dining booth breakfast booth we have a dining booth in our it's kind of awesome actually it is i just got new cushions for the for the dining booth which you're i feel like you're not very happy about but well, I'm just noticing they haven't been put on the new cushion. No, I had just haven't even had time to open my suitcase from the wedding this last weekend. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm, they're, they're lovely. It's a lovely <laughs> pattern. It goes well with the color scheme in this kitchen. Yes. And my um, mom made the covers for them. So yeah, and, kind of and we like, know she's listening. So right. and like the paint, you know, the paint throughout the house. So and my box of Wheaties. It, match, it matches everything. It matches that. everything. Yeah. We're sitting in the kitchen, and my dog has been is under the table, and then out of the table. He has to be by our side at all times. Well, so. I also think once he heard us talking, he was like, "Oh, this isn't going to be any fun." Yeah, and bye. Immediately left. <laughs> They're not going to be petting my butt, so I'm out. Yeah. Um. So uh, we're sitting in for Riggle. Uh, well, Chris is sitting in for Riggle. Uh, Did you see him on Shark Week, by the way? Has that aired yet? I just keep seeing It starts cl- this. It's this week. But I keep seeing the clip of him and Shaq. I'm and sure it, it's the Friday night one. It looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Because the clip that's going around is like Shaq jumps in the cage and a little tiny like baby four foot shark swims in the cage with Shaq. Like, the cage is supposed to protect you <laughs> from the sharks, and this shark is found as... But don't but, you think the shark would be afraid that's of That's what shark? I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I'd be and, terrified and if that thing jumped in a cage with me. <laughs> and meanwhile, Shaq? Yes. yes. And meanwhile, Riggle is on the boat wearing a bandana. 
Oh, of course. Like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And just throwing bait in the shark's <laughs> cage, like trying to get the sharks to... So, yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it does about right. So this week, uh, I'm sure, I'm assuming Riggle is doing um, Shat Week, which is where he just uh, takes a dump uh, in <laughs> random places. Uh, is that a thing? Yeah, Shatterday. Oh. He calls it Shatterday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's a big shat. Yeah, every Shatterday. Uh, he goes out and <laughs> takes a deuce, like a hot D. A hot uh, somewhere? <laughs> yeah. I'm all somewhere about new. That, by the way. Usually a Home Depot or a Lowe's. <laughs> he likes those places the most. Okay. And uh, so I'm just assuming that's why he couldn't come in oh, to the perfect. podcast today. So he's planning his next Saturday D. Shatterday. Shatterday. Sorry, my bad. My <laughs> yeah, it's Chat Week. It After yeah. Shark Week is uh, Shat Week. <laughs> yeah. William Shatner loves it. He's taking a Shatner. He's taking a hot Shatner uh, yeah, at an orchard uh, supply right now. <laughs> That's where I'm assuming he is. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, And he needs the bandana to just tie The bandana is so awful. I mean, it's very, um, what's his name? The person I hate from Oklahoma. Oh, Brent Michaels? No. Oh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah. We should do thousand dollar pyramid or whatever that is because you say, definitely know what I'm saying yes, half the yes, time. You don't know any of their names or where they're actually from, but I just know who you mean. I will say the bandana is a decent look. The year that I um, so I worked on a lobster boat for two summers in Maine. Yeah, I love. And I did wear the bandana the second year, and uh, that was the year I turned 21. And there's a great photo my mom has. <laughs> so my sister and I are two days apart for mm-hmm. birthdays. And there's a great uh, picture of us on the balcony at mm-hmm. my mom's house. And my mom made this huge banner like, happy 21st. Ah. And, and there's me looking like a swollen pirate. Because I have this <laughs> massive goatee Gross. and this huge bandana. Yeah. You have so a, it looks nothing like me. You have a Kevin Euclid on your face yes, and I, a Brett Michaels on your head. Yes. <laughs> You're killing it at 21. 2001 was a big year for me. That's also like when, God, that's when you started balding, right? 21, ugh, you know, back in high school, uh, the track coach used to always laugh because the kids on the other opponent, you know, opposing school would always say, don't let the bald guy shoot. <laughs> and I, I never realized they were actually talking about me. So apparently it was going thin at in eight, high school at 18. But I held strong for a while and, and fully committed to the look at 24. Yeah, but that, yeah, I think, it, yeah, I can't even imagine you with hair. Like, I see pictures of you with hair, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, I, you look completely yeah. unrecognizable to me. But That's I feel like person. when guys start losing their hair, their facial hair starts coming out. It's like, I'm going to grow hair wherever I possibly yes. can. Yes. <laughs> well, you also want to take the attention away from what's falling out of mm-hmm. your head. Yeah. So, you know, you maybe you have a goatee or mm-hmm. like do some like sideburn thing. <laughs> or, like, or like the five day beard or something. Yeah. yeah. A bandana. Or a bandana. Like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, for sure. That was gonna say that was gonna be my next uh He's the most famous bandana wearer, right? Hulk Hogan? Oh I guess so, yeah. I was gonna say Brett Michael. When I think of a bandana, I think of Brett Michaels or Cat Bandana. I think it's catbandana.com. Um, official sponsor? <laughs> yeah, no. Not even a, definitely not an official sponsor. Hi, Maverick. Thank you for coming in. No, well, there's no food here for you. Yeah, he's just licking his lips, which means he probably found something somewhere. He definitely found food somewhere. Now he's putting his butt on your leg. So, um, 
We should. You're an actual sportscaster, uh, and me and Riggle just pref- pretend to be sportscaster. No, I like- what if I started interviewing you like I didn't know you? We're like, where are you from? <laughs> Like, didn't you guys actually, cover this in your first thinking, day? I was thinking about this. This would be a great way for me to get information out of you. I don't really know. <laughs> like what? Oh, I don't know. I was just thinking, was like, like, is there anything I really don't know? And I can just kind of steer the conversation in that direction. I don't think there's anything that I would out. not tell you. No, I like what I, what I like about your show on the like three times I've listened <laughs> is that you just regurgitate the hot takes I'm spinning around the house. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, one day you told me that uh, a code of sportscasters is not to steal each other's takes. And I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Good thing I'm not a real sportscaster. Because you all I do... You just have to give credit. You're like, oh, well, I, I do. so say that, but... I do. I give, I give you credit. Oh, I don't some, care if you sometimes. steal Maybe sometimes I don't. I just think it's really funny when I'm like, wait a minute, I said that like two days ago. True. But also, uh, I disagree with your takes sometimes, so well, I will talk about our arguments. I will say in the beginning, uh, I really questioned the future of this relationship because you thought Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. I knew was, you were going to bring a, it. Was a good quarterback. I still think he's a good quarterback, <laughs> and I stand by that. Yeah. Just like you stand by your hot takes that are uh, obviously wrong, you know. Yeah, because none of them are. Just what did you say? Uh, Manziel was like the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought Manziel was going to be amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, you stand by it. I did. I did. <laughs> you I continue stand to stand by it, stand by it to this day. He just got traded to the worst team in Canada, but I still think he's going to be <laughs> amazing. You're following him, and you can't wait for him to come back so that you can prove everybody wrong. Hey, I'm just riding this out. You no, you're completely know. invested in I'm his very career. <laughs> Comeback season. Yeah. Sure. Um, what's going on in the world of sports that we need to know about right now? What is something that you That's going on this want week. me to know besides Antonio Brown showing up in a helicopter? Yeah, that was pretty train. awesome, right? <laughs> like, I, I was thinking about this earlier. So Antonio Brown does this thing every year where he shows up to, to Steelers training camp mm-hmm. in Latrobe, Pennsylvania in like a, a cool mode of transportation. So like last year was like a 30-style Rolls Royce and he's done other crazy vehicles in the past, like a, tank, like a tank or a Hummer, Hummer or something. And so this <laughs> a Hummer? Uh, a, a Hummer? Yeah, that. Sure, sure, sure. This year, this year he He's a black guy, so he has a Hummer. Just he bought it at Ross. <laughs> yeah. And so this year he rolled in in a helicopter with his whole family, and that's pretty badass. So with like, his whole family? Yeah, his whole family was Oh, that's him. dope. Because uh, he was making the rounds, he was doing the talk shows, and then he rolled mm-hmm. in to there. But, uh... What what would you guys do? Like, what would be a baller like entrance for you if you were like filming this massive special, like a Kevin Hart? Oh, thing. hot air balloon! Say you got to be as huge like Kevin Hart and you <laughs> sold out, you know, the, the Georgia Dome or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you roll into that place with? What? Oh, like what would I drive? What, what would into? you arrive to the to your show? Like they're filming it. It's part of your special, and it's you arriving in something. Oh, I would probably have somebody like a horse and like one of those old chariots. <laughs> when I would have somebody super famous like manning the like horses okay. and maybe I'd have like the Budweiser horses <laughs> pulling it and, uh, but then I'd have somebody like super super famous and but random but nobody that that anybody would expect like Lou Ferrigno <laughs> Yeah, like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Just for some reason, he's just driving my chariot. And he doesn't say anything. No, he just like, drops me off. And then it's back to him 
riding his chariot. And they cut yeah. to him like an hour later giving tours around the park yeah. or something. It'll be Christopher Plummer. I would have Christopher Plummer <laughs> ride because I would assume that's his mode of transportation anyway because <laughs> he's that old. <laughs> you could have Ashton Kutcher start it and then halfway through have Christopher Plummer take over. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, and sure. Just to get a performance. Now he's perfect. Yeah, so <laughs> starts as Kevin Spacey and then it finishes as Kevin as Christopher Plummer. Yeah, that would be a dope one. I always think arriving in a hot air balloon would be fun, but that would like Imagine how long that would take. Oh my god! <laughs> to land. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, the basket always kind of falls, and then the whole and then the balloon collapses yeah. on top of it, and it's you struggling to get out of the balloon. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, no, I'm in here. No, seriously, I'm yeah. in here. What would you do? Oh man, I don't know. The helicopter thing is pretty cool. I always thought it'd be cool to like learn how to fly a helicopter. I remember when Bill Burr was learning how to do that. To fly a helicopter? Yeah. Don't you think that no. would be cool? No, those seem too, like, unpredictable and scary to me. Like, I feel like a, the wind, like, a, a tough wind could really... Like, take you out? Yeah. Hmm. Whereas, well, I feel like a plane, you have more control with gas and an engine and floating, you know? But you never hear about, sing, you know, a single helicopter crash, do you? Yes. You do? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's not my news feed. I always think it was... Oh, oh you don't follow helicopter crashes on Twitter? No. Oh, weird. I, you always hear about those small planes, though, the single engines. For though. sure, those. Like, those Harrison Ford single-engine planes yeah, or, like, the Kennedy one or whatever. Or but, like... I don't know. Maybe, like, hang gliding would be kind of cool. You could, like, fly in or, like, one of those... Uh, one of those, like, jetpacks you see people, like, <laughs> like assholes on the ocean, like, flying or, like, yeah, yeah, like 20 just, feet off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would be kind of cool. Maybe an eagle. I would just have an eagle, <laughs> like, four eagles like carrying me, and they would drop me into the arena, and then I'd just be like, bye, eagles. Peace out. And then they just fly away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, I kneel for the national exactly. anthem after they drop me down. And I make everybody in the and arena. Jerry Jones gets so mad. Because, <laughs> of course, Jerry Jones would be at my comedy show. Yeah, of course. Sure, sure, sure. Why wouldn't he? So, yeah, NFL is back. That's kind of the big story this week. Mm-hmm. We got uh, 22 teams already at training camp. So what? why the other? Show. What's going on with the other? Everyone How just many are there? It's staggered. Well, it's 22, which is 69% of the league. Of course. Um, <laughs> And you want to just say 69 as much as possible. Nice. You're such a boy. I am. And so the Ravens were first. They uh, uh, they were on Sunday. And the big news out of there is, like, Lamar Jackson looks amazing. Oh, yeah? And so Joe Flacco apparently has really stepped up his game, whatever that meant. I just air-quoted. Well, I remember you I really talking about means. him last week, or maybe it was earlier this week, about how Joe Flacco just was kind of pissy. Yeah. And he's never... Never that, pissy. He never has anything to say. He has no he has, emotion. Like, he's super boring. So for him to have emotion whatsoever, yes. you're like, ooh, he is annoyed. Yeah, he is annoyed that there's this young guy who's like probably Michael Vick 2.0 who's going to be amazing. Is he annoyed at how amazing Lamar is or is he annoyed at how everybody keeps asking him about Lamar? I think because I think both. I think he's annoyed that he he even has to deal with this, like right. having a young guy kind of nip at his heels a little bit. Right. And the young guy is amazing, won the Heisman Trophy and is just a dynamic two-way threat and he has to answer all these questions like, what is the package going to look like? Are you and Lamar going to be on the same on the field mm-hmm. at the same time? Right. And, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I think, look, you trade up in the first round. This is hardcore sports for a second. Mm-hmm. You trade up in the first round to take Lamar Jackson. You have already essentially committed to him as the, your future quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've been saying on the show just as a joke, it's time to old yeller Joe Flacco. <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, you can't say that. Why not? Because Joe Flacco is, like, the coolest, greatest guy. Like, you're not going to just shoot him in the back. You know what I mean? Like, 
But I think you've already made the decision by drafting this guy. What are you going to have Lamar Jackson as like a gimmicky quarterback? You're going to have no. And then you're going to have Joe Flacco at wide receiver like Jay Cutler last year and just stand there and essentially play 10 on 11? Like, that's stupid. You have this guy who's amazing. He's insanely fast and he throws it very far. And yeah, but does he throw it well? Does he throw it accurately? Well, the team Twitter tweeted out a photo of him throwing a 50-yard dime in practice. So, like, nice. what are they doing? Like, right. you're already, you already have this situation. You created the situation by trading up and drafting this guy. I also just hate the Ravens. I, don't <laughs> I was going to say. But I, but I love Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah. I sort of wanted him on the Patriots. Just, just Oh, sort of. That's all you talked about before I the know. draft. You're like, I'm all, you are all, all in. in. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for what he can do. <laughs> I just don't want him to be like this, like Cordell Stewart gimmick. Like, look, I think right. he's going to be starting by the end of the first month. I, I just think there's no way you can have Flacco out there, like boring Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. When you have this like video game guy yeah. just standing there holding a clipboard. I, it's not going to work. I just think it always it always just depends on how well that person fits into your team. You know, like. I remember. I know the Ravens traded up for him, right? Yeah, they at the very back end, back into the first round, back into the first round yeah. at the very last pick, right? And yeah. so, uh, I think that is the chip on his shoulder that he needs to play with. Whereas Flacco or Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, yeah, for sure. And I just want him to be so much better than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to just like I think he like Baker getting picked first is the chip off of his shoulder, but he's also now a Browns quarterback, so it's like. How do you have any... Right. He's a guy who had a chip on his shoulder his whole career. He was a walk-on. Yeah. Winning the high, he transferred and then won the Heisman Trophy. He's undersized. Mm-hmm. He's not your traditional... No, no, no. I know who... Yeah, I saying, know his like, fucking story. I'm just saying he's not a Joe Flacco type where he's this, like, big, strong arm. Right. 6'5 guy that... How big is Lamar? Lamar Jackson's about 6'1", 6'2". So okay. it's not like he's insanely undersized, but he's taller than Drew Brees and taller, right. you know, taller than some... He's all a man. Like, He's all man. He's great. He's going to be awesome. And speaking of all man, uh, have you heard of hymns, babe? Hymns? I have heard of hymns. (laughs) That's what you could have used when you were 21. Oh, my gosh. Because hymns is a product that helps you keep the hair that you have. Oh, man. Yeah, instead of losing it. Um, Where was hymns in 2003? (laughs) Yeah, I guess... It was not. Uh, it was not invented yet. But <laughs> hymns. Uh, it's available. Um, it's a product. It's sh- shipped directly to your door. You just have to answer a few quick questions. Like there's a doctor that's online, and you kind of just tag into that doctor and reach out, and then they give you a prescription based on your like FaceTime thing or whatever. It's really easy. There's no waiting room. There's no awkward doctor visits. You can save hours by going to forhims.com. Um, there are so many generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. So they're, they're not snake oil pills and, uh, they're prescription solutions that are backed by science. If you order now, our listeners get a, fr- a trial month of hymns of, for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. So you're really getting a lot. And just remember, like, you want to keep the hair that you have, uh, and, and you don't want to try to buy hair you know what i mean like this this helps you keep the hair that you have so go to forhims.com slash wriggle that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com slash wriggle forhims.com slash wriggle also babe there's a new baseball and chill podcast on podcast one sports net it's called baseball and chill listen each week to kelly nash and scott brom 
from the MLB Network as they cover all the big storylines and trending topics on and off the diamond. Some past guests include Baseball Hall of Famer John Smoltz and player-turned-coach Joe Girardi. Listen free to this show exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOneSports.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave a rating and review. Okay, two things. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that funny? I don't know. It's like you're just listening to that. You're like, two things. I'm a terrible reader. I had things just pop up. Okay, so two. What if I started taking the the hymns like mm-hmm. behind your back, and then I woke up one day with this luxurious like, <laughs> like head of hair on my head? Like, what would you feel like you were cheating on the old me? Like, what? what would, yeah, what, that what would, would be really. That would feel weird. It would feel weird. I know it would work. You know, I know it would work. Would you find but me I, more or less attractive. Less attractive. I think some people look good bald. You know what I mean? And then like, there's some people where I'm like diesel. you. Sh- no, oh. not him. <laughs> but you know, like um, uh, Bruce Willis, right. right? You know, like uh, I don't know. They're yeah, just, just bald icons. But I've only ever known you that way. Like my dad. My dad lost his hair when he was in high school. Like our kids are screwed, by the way. Right. But like, uh, I think it's from their mom's side, but that's fine. Oh yeah, my mom has a lot of hair. Well, not you're like your mom's dad. Oh, I have no idea what he looked like. Okay, he left them. <laughs> Oh, we don't talk about him. He's oh, dead to us. Sorry. And dead to the world. He's actually dead. So I have no idea what he looked like. <laughs> um, he was a terrible person. Anyway, so uh, I don't know. I don't think I would like it if you had a bunch of hair. You already have like a bunch of hair on your body. <laughs> and I hate it when Rich talks about you wearing a sweater. Because I'm like, I think he looks great with his shirt off. Yeah, because I exercise and like have muscles and stuff. Yeah. Bragger. But anyway, and then my my second one um, off of that baseball podcast. This has been a great baseball season. So oh, yeah. the trade deadline's coming up. The Yankees like made a move to get Zach Britton, and now their bullpen is just amazing. Their starting pitchers basically have to pitch three innings, and they could just try out these guys that throw 100 miles an hour. Really, from the bullpen and win every game. Um. So yeah, so they're going to be really tough to beat. And as we're taping this, they you know they're five games back of, the, of Boston. Uh, and then, is that Boston Red Sox? The Red Sox, yeah. And that's third for third first. Let me is get that really, your favorite team? Let me get really close don't to get the mic. Here, no. Third and first place. This so, mic is new and clean, so oh. please don't oh, touch it with your dirty mouth. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and the Braves are having an amazing season. Thank like, you. Totally unexpected. Yes. Like I remember coming into the year, you're like, man, I hope like young guys this. I hope we can just compete and maybe have a five. Oh uh, yeah, year. I just wanted them to learn from the guy, the guys, the older guys that were still there. Right. How, Nick Markakis, who finally made the uh, All Star game, but like it was, uh, and now they're crushing. I mean, they're doing so good. I, it, I thought we were in a rebuilding decade and that we weren't going to be really contenders for another three years, which is a long time. But I was it's like, we still have wait. a long... Yeah. A lo- but we've been waiting since 2011, so seven years, I think. Since I think 2011 was the last time we went to a playoff. We were a wild card. So we had the wild card game and we lost that game. That was like Chipper's last game. That was, was that the one game? It was one game. That's where everybody yeah. threw the stuff on the field because they, they called that infield fly oh, rule, which was right. like such that's bogus right. BS. And uh, and that was Chipper's last game, and I cried. I remember I was in the Laughing Skull in Atlanta, <laughs> and I was like just standing there. It was like a Sunday night, and I was already so upset that I had to do a show. And I'm watching that game, and I'm just like, this is the worst night of my life. <laughs> 
Shippers last game. There's no one at my show. I hate performing on Sundays. It was a whole. It was a lot coming together. You but, had a lot going on there. But baseball's good. How was the All Star game? We we haven't totally talked about the All Star game because we've barely seen each other since you got back. Oh, like me, like not you and Rob. Yeah, no, not me and Rob oh, either. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him either. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him more than I've seen you. <laughs> so yeah, we were. Uh, our show was in uh, Washington D.C. for the All Star Game. I've never been to a Major League Baseball All Star weekend. Oh, you've uh, never been to? I've never been. Ever? I've never been. No. So you know, well, that's kind of shocking. Not weekend. It's like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I've never been. Uh, it's never really been around. I guess like in Boston. I guess I could have went in 1999 when I was yeah. 19, but I was, what was I doing for a summer job then? Probably you were not, on the lobster boat? Probably nothing cool. You said you were on a lobster boat for two years. Oh, 99 was the summer I worked with my mom at one of those, like, uh, it was like a Home Depot Lowe's, like, light called Home Quarters. <laughs> Before I went out of business, my mom was the, uh, well, was a manager, and she got me a job in the lighting department, so I worked lighting and electrical that summer. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Okay. Real fun. So you've never been to an All-Star game. So I'd never been to an All-Star game. And so I was uh, really looking forward to it. And it ended up totally living up to the hype. Like, I know baseball is kind of like, it's an old guy sport, kind of. And like, but it, 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 baseball did a great job of like catering to young fans. And the way they've done the home run derby now, like they changed the format. Yeah. It's kind of bracket style. Uh, I love that. It saved it. They, you know, it's time limit per round. Yeah, you were talking about that with my family this last weekend. Yeah. Like they, they love to ask you sports questions, which is a, like what I like to ask you. But <laughs> I usually just don't Google things. I'm like, hey, who won the Super Bowl in 1984? 1984 was the Raiders. Okay. <laughs> See, like I don't have to Google anything. So it was like, yeah. So I am gonna double check that though because I hope you're wrong. No, I don't. I don't want. No, to. you should double check it because I might be wrong. <laughs> But, uh, it, yeah, it was super fun. Like, and Bryce Harper, you know, he was the biggest star in the Home Run Derby. And he's kind of... The, the Nationals are underachieving. Is You're right. <laughs> the, the, the Nationals are underachieving, and he's really struggling this year. And Harper? So, yeah. And so it was really cool to see him accept the invite to do the Home Run Derby. And then he really put on a show uh, that Monday night. Yeah, he, home, crown, home crowd. Yeah, he beat Kyle Schwarber. And, and he beat Freddie Freeman. He beat Freddie Freeman, your guy, in the first round. And, like, you know, I was there for the first round. And it was really exciting. You could feel the energy. And then the game itself, the game itself was awesome, but the game itself also kind of mirrored what this baseball season has been like and the kind of trend in Major League Baseball. There were a lot of strikeouts mm-hmm. and there were a lot of home runs. Yeah. And that's kind of what baseball is now. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. Probably not for the long-term kind of sustainability, but it was exciting. Chicks think, you- chicks think the long ball. Like, home runs are still very exciting. I don't know if some I don't guys know. throw 100 miles an hour is that exciting, but... No, I think small ball was always exciting to me. You know, like, I always liked that, like... You know, that kind of like major league thing where it's like we're calling our shot and then we're going to bump, we're going to trick you, we're going to steal bases. Yeah, like kind of manufacturing runs. Manufacturing yeah. runs I always loved, and I felt like the Braves were really good at that. Like walk, stolen base, move mm-hmm. the guy over, sacrifice fly, yeah. hit a double. Had a really fast runner as a leadoff batter. You know, Otis Nixon was the guy that could Otis always Nixon. beat out the bunt, remember? Right. And, like, I just felt like like you're a baseball purist, you know? And you... <laughs> This is the other thing that we st- we got in a little fight about, which was the glove at the home run derby, like men bringing <laughs> gloves to the home. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't an actual baseball game. Like, you're completely against gloves. 
at the game for I'm adults or men. I'm, I'm, I'm against gloves for adult men. Like, but, like, if I bring like, my gloves. What do you do? That's fine. You're a girl. <laughs> totally fine. Like, but it, I'll catch the ball for you. And if you're, like, 12, maybe, like, I don't know, the cutoff might be 10 or 11. So once you're in middle school... I think once you're out of Little League, like, don't bring the b- glove to the ball game anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, catch it with your hands. Like, that's that's a little more impressive. But a home run derby is not a game. And it's, it's, it's a souvenir. It, like, catching a home run ball in a glove, it's kind of cool. So you think home run... You think adult men bringing gloves to the home run derby is okay? Yeah, I mean, that's like a legendary... Like, you want to make sure that you get a trophy, and those balls are trophies. That's true, and there's also, like, 200 of them being well, that, launched in that yeah. home run derby. And the constant, you know, uh, metaphor that I hear is, like, would you bring a microphone to a concert, you know? That's pretty <laughs> but, funny. <laughs> that's really funny. That's really funny. But uh, you're, that's, your, that's your take. You're going to steal that for your show. I, steal that. I hope you do. I steal that. Then I can take credit for something that you say for one. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I just feel like in that kind of situation, I'm fine with it regardless. But you're such a pure, like, you're also really upset about the uh, the shift. The shift. I hate the shift. Yeah. I hate the shift. It's just, it's not fun to watch. And, like, Rich brings this up all the time, and it, it's really a great point. Like, all the people who are pro-shift be like, well, you want to stop it? Like, bunt. Like, have your right. have your power hitter just lay a bunt down. But Fine. If, these these families aren't paying two hundred dollars to send their whole family to the game and like making an event of going to a baseball game to see Bryce Harper lay down four bunts. So there's also an entertainment value to what the sport is, mm-hmm. and if you're you're kind of like you're muddying the game. It's like kind of like like hockey in the early '90s. Like the New Jersey Devils played this really shitty form of hockey where they just like held and kind of muddied up the game, and the games were awful. But they ended up winning a bunch. But it was horrible hockey. And so, oh, it was like the World Cup when we just see them playing, playing keep, keep away. away. Yeah. yeah, like, what are you doing? That's, right. that's not entertaining, and it's really not against the spirit of the sport. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess it's kind of like when Cam Newton was dancing, like, well, stop him from dancing. You want to stop him from shifting? Hit it where they ain't. I mean, I guess that's the spirit of baseball. <laughs> like the you and the, uh, the 30 for 30. You don't want us dancing in the end zone. Don't let us score so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like... I guess, I, of course, I see both sides of that, mm-hmm. but as someone who loves baseball, like it was my first love when I was like five years old, mm-hmm. and as someone who wants to see the game continue to grow and continue to be America's pastime, this isn't going to grow the sport. What do you think is the biggest problem in baseball? Like, what do you think? Why do you think people, um, like, it's losing viewers and it's, lo- it's losing, uh, I guess, diversity? I think it's also losing diversity. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like baseball. I think so too. Like, young black men don't really yeah. play baseball. It's the, it's the Spanish speaking men. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, Dominican. It's Dominicans in Central America. Mm-hmm. It's like those guys are the diversity in baseball. And then it's, and it's white guys like me who like mm-hmm. grew up loving it where you can play it year round. This was a big topic at the All Star break. And, and like Mike Trout's name got thrown in there because he's widely considered the best player in the game right now. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the modern day Mickey Mantle, but. Do you know anything about Mike Trout? Name one thing you know about Mike Trout. He plays for the Angels. That's it, okay? You know he's what? really young. But talk about like, his personality. Do you know anything about it? you know what he sounds like? Is, is he married? He's is married. He, okay. I know he just got married recently. 
That's pretty much Within it, the right? year, yeah. The only really cool thing you know about Mike Trout is he's an Eagles fan. So, oh, I, I don't even know that. Mike Trout's from New Jersey and grew up a hardcore Eagles fan. That's really like the only personality-based mm-hmm. thing about him that you know. So like the commissioner's point, Rob Manford, is that you want to grow the game and you want to grow these personalities. Well, these guys have to help us. Like They have to kind of take the time out to maybe be a little more socially engaging, whether mm-hmm. it's on... Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and then maybe do some more commercials, etc. Like you got to help us market yourself. And the thing is, like, and this is where the NBA blows every yes. other, every other sport yes. away. Every NBA superstar is insanely engaging on every social media platform. Like, just take take tonight, Tuesday night, for example. Kevin Durant and CJ McCollum are having a Twitter beef, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the top story on every sports program on Wednesday. And they're having a Twitter beef because Kevin Durant went on CJ's show went and said... Went on CJ's show and said, look, guys, you have no chance of winning. Like, <laughs> CJ McCollum was like, oh, man, I really think we're going to do something next year. And Katie's like, no, no, you're not. But don't you think that the reason that the NBA can monopolize uh, its athletes is because of the shoes? And, like, people want to wear basketball shoes. Nobody wants That's to true. wear football cleats or okay. baseball cleats. That's a good point. With baseball, it's really just hats. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing really else to sell. And with, like, basketball, you're kind of showing off the shoes in the game. It's an indoor game. Uh, the That's environment true. is different. That's true. And when it comes to other sports, I feel like you have, like, Gatorade. Like, they can't even do, like, alcohol, right? They can't right. promote, you know. So I feel like, um, I think for me, what's really missing in baseball is a villain, I feel like the Golden State Warriors are also the villain in the NBA. And you right. can't have all these heroes if you don't have a villain. That's a good point. So I think baseball is is missing those, like, um, you know, that uh, they need a wild thing and they need the... Uh, right. The, they need the Yankees to, like, probably win again and have everyone hate them. But, you know, and there also, was the Rivera really was, like, the, the, the th- everything, everybody was terrified of him, you right. know, and... And I feel like you need that, like A-Rod. People hated A-Rod. They wanted to see him strike out. So that's what you want to watch. Yeah, there's no real villain. A lot of these guys are likable, but you don't really know anything about them. Right. So uh, I forget, uh, we were talking about this um, earlier in the week. I think it might have been with Jeff Garland when he came on. Like, do you know, who's the most popular baseball player? Yeah, I would say that Bryce Harper was probably the most popular or... um, Altuve and Garland brought. I said Aaron Judge, and Garland mm. brought up a good point. It's probably Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The most famous baseball player isn't even a professional. He right. plays Double A, which mm-hmm. isn't even a step from the majors. It's two steps, and now he's out for the season. And so they have a real like they have amazing, great players. There's definitely Hall of Fame players playing mm-hmm. right now, but they don't have a real face of the game, and that's a huge problem. Where if you look at the NBA. The NBA also, the league itself, does a great job of marketing their sport on a daily basis. They partnered with YouTube. They partnered with all these like like Bleacher Report and who have like a House of Highlights Twitter account where you see NBA highlights instantly. The only place you can get Major League Baseball highlights is on the MLB official feed. And so they might be slow in getting that stuff out, and especially the team Twitters. Mm -hmm. And what happened earlier this year, MLB had an amazing viral video come out 
from a couple years ago of the former Mets manager arguing with the umpires. And there was lots of cursing, and it was really interesting, and it was really fun and funny, and it went everywhere, and it was something everyone in every show was talking about, which doesn't happen with Major League Baseball that often. And you know what Major League Baseball did? They had it scrubbed from the internet in, like, hours. Unbelievable. And so you can't take your most viral piece of video and then scrub it from the internet. and For reputation. Stop, and then stop everyone from talking about yeah. it just because you might have an issue with the umpires union. You've got a bigger issue with the future of the sport. And so some things are more important. So, yes, Mike Trout does need to market himself maybe a little bit more if he wants to be a bigger superstar, but he also doesn't care. But mm-hmm. that's also your problem. So you mm-hmm. need to help him. You need to help make fix him that care. as well. And make him care because it's not just about what's going on now. Mm-hmm. It's about falling even further behind the NBA and the NFL. I think the biggest problem is hats. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm not kidding because Why? I feel like baseball players and football players aren't as recognizable right. because okay. they're wearing a helmet or a hat or a batting helmet. And the hockey is the same way. Soccer players, we know what they look like. Right. And basketball players, we know what they That's look the like. Thing. If you're walking down the street... And, like, my oh, and Malcolm Bennett walks by. I just go, that guy looks like a football player. Right. Like, I don't know huge. that that's he, Malcolm he's Bennett. He's probably a football player. Or, man, that guy's super rugged and he's missing some teeth. He, he probably plays hockey. Last week. But you don't know who that is. When you see a basketball player, I know that's James Harden. I yes. know that's Kevin Durant. It was my, So last week, with the day that I was picking you up from, the, from when you flew back from the All-Star game, I was on the red carpet of the ESPYs to help out my friend identify athletes when they arrived. And I could identify almost every basketball player. But when it came to football players, I was like, I know Russell Wilson. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's married to Sierra. Yeah, and I knew her. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, that was about it. Yeah. Even, it, it was much more difficult. Yeah, there's to, only a handful of football players you can really identify. I mean, I knew Todd them. Gurley because I followed him sure. since college. But like Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, these guys are super duper famous. Those guys. And so they're in commercials and you know who they are. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Unless you're a hardcore fan of a team, like you would probably know some Falcons players if they happen to yes. pass by the street. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's tough, and it's a serious problem for these leagues. Yeah. Well, these days, news uh, travels lightning fast, which is great if you're a sports fan. Between status updates, breaking news, notifications, and Twitter feeds, you can always be up to the minute on every team and every game. While this is great for sports... It's the opposite when it comes to buying a car. Go online and you're just bombarded with numbers, invoice, list price, dealer price. It's hard to know how to recognize a good price. Right, Maverick? Not anymore. Introducing True Price from True Car. What do you think, Mav? Do you want to ride in a True Car? Do you want to ride in a True Car? Of course you do. <laughs> it's the only price you need to is know the because... Down? Is the window done? Does it have a back part? Are there food? Is there food in there? Will there be other dogs that we drive by? Uh, it's the only price you need to know because it's exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories. How do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. So you know how to recognize a good price. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win with your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. The other thing I have to talk about really quick. Are you so happy to hear another True Car? Oh, my goodness. True Car <laughs> has been sponsoring our show, the Rich Eisen show that I'm on. So, yeah. They've been sponsoring us, I think, since the beginning. Yeah, and uh, I see their building every time I drive down the 405, and I'm like, oh, True Car! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get so excited. I'm I like, do the True Car ad like, in my Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. But I, I also know I'm going to be using it right away when I have to get a new 100%, car. I can't wait. 100%. Yeah, you need to use it right now, actually. But, um... <laughs> 
I just, uh, so the other thing is, you know this because I just got new underwear. <laughs> so Chris always says that I wear grandma underwear, which I've talked about on this podcast a lot. And I just want to say, like, in my defense, I've never had sexy underwear. But why? I, it's not comfortable. You just started wearing underwear yourself. You know how uncomfortable yeah, underwear I'm not can a, be. I'm not a big underwear wearer. Right. So that's why I got you me undies. Oh, I can't right? Yeah, you. So good. <laughs> so I just have to take a minute to talk about your undies, fam, and mine. Uh, and I know you're listening because lots of you ordered me undies, and I want to thank you and shout out to Robert Ellsworth. He was our first listener to buy me undies and send us details at gift at podcastone.com. That means we are going to send another pair of me undies to Robert for free. For free, for free. Me undies is risk free. They'll make sure you get the perfect pair for you. If you're not happy, they'll refund the cost and. You get to keep them. And because you're listening to me, you'll get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com slash Riggles. That's MeUndies.com slash Riggles. And here's how you get a free pair, like our friend Robert did. Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, and send it to me, and I'll send you another pair. We get one. You get one for 15% off, and then another pair from me for free. The first 25 people to send a proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase, or a pic of the receipt, and I'll send you another pair for free. So send your proof to gift at podcastone.com, put Riggles in the subject line, and you will soon have another pair of me undies in your collection. Let's do this! I want all my listeners to be wearing me undies. Me undies are made with the softest fabric, they have the coolest styles and colors, and they come right to your door underwear to your door straight to your door and then they'll be hanging on your door later once you put them on you'll always wear me undies meundies.com slash wriggles okay two things okay um, <laughs> again uh one uh when you were a kid like in, in school in english class did you ever volunteer to read you know when the teacher oh, would yeah. always ask for always. readers you always volunteer to read I, you but did too so terrible at it. <laughs> that's not true i'm a good reader <laughs> I just always feel like I'm like, oh, people do, like, like I just want to make it fun and entertaining, yeah, but at the same time, fast. Right. So that they don't no, no get annoyed. Ads, yes. Yeah, but they're necessary. I always volunteered to read, and I hated when I was, my turn was over, because I wanted it all to be about me. <laughs> yeah, of course. You're, I remember looking at the book and, like, counting the paragraphs and being like, oh, which one? Which Remember when you had to go in order? Yeah. You're like, oh, I hope I get a long paragraph. Yeah. If I get a short one, I'm going to be so mad. And like when we do plays, I'd always say, okay, what's the biggest part? That's the part <laughs> I want. Also, I had more reading time. We are made for each other. <laughs> we are made for each other. Um, I had a second thing, but I forgot. You had a second thing? So, well, I mean, it was like two things. I yeah. Was, I was just doing a bit because I did two things earlier, but... Um, it's your show. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm not really sure what uh, we should be talking about. Oh, man, did you about. see? Did you hear about the soccer ball? No, what? Oh, man, remember when Putin gave Trump a soccer ball at the Helsinki conference? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then uh, one, of the, one of the senators, maybe, maybe it was Lindsey Graham, joked that we should have the ball swept for bugs. Well, they did that. <laughs> And there was a chip in the ball. No, stop it. <laughs> You're swear, lying. I swear. There was a chip in the ball. And Adidas had to, like, release a statement saying that uh, 
the chip, uh, you got to read the story. It, it's actually Bonkos. It's right out of a movie. No. It's crazy. No, no. <laughs> but didn't you say also when they went to Korea, they gave everybody USB drives? Were you telling me that? Mm-mm. Oh, somebody was saying that, like, um, like they're, with Kim Jong-un's gift was like a bunch of USB drives <laughs> and, and they were like do not put that in your computer yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah, you no, do the chip in the ball and they were saying that like you could get data and, and shit off cell phones with this ball chip ugh yeah that's so great I was trying to remember it's like right out of a movie yeah 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 I was trying to remember oh gosh there's always like some weird news and I totally forgot I was gonna um Oh, this headline says ketchup doesn't belong in the fridge. Why do you hate ketchup? You hate ketchup so much. I don't. I have. I, I can't tell you the last time I had ketchup. I don't. I don't know. But the thing is, I love barbecue sauce, which is just like spicy ketchup, essentially. Yeah, it's like ketchup just, and something else mixed together, yeah, right? I just don't like the taste. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But people love ketchup. Obviously. Did you know it's Mick Jagger's 75th birthday? Okay, I didn't know that until you just said it. That seems like a huge uh, milestone. So he's obviously still performing. I mean, I'm sure Mick Jagger, if he's There's honest, no way he's still performing. Is he? The Stones? I think the Stones are still on tour. Really? Yeah. I think if you ask Mick Jagger in a moment of honesty, he would tell you he never thought he'd be 75 years old. And so my question <laughs> that is this. Who is the greatest frontman of all time? Frontman. Like band frontman. Hmm. So you think about the list, right? Mick Jagger's obviously on it. I would think Bon Jovi. Okay, Bon Jovi. What about... I always go with the Freddie Mercury. There's a movie coming oh, out. Like that Queen, movie is obviously. going to be so good. What's the name of that? Uh, Mercury. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Probably... What is their Bohemian Rhapsody is, right? That's the name of the movie. I is think. that the name of it? Yeah, with... Uh, um, what was that guy's name? Remy Malik. Remy Malik. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so good. Think about all the great bands: Steven Tyler, Bono. Um, you got uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, mm, I don't really think of Paul McCartney as the front band to, man to a band. I mean, I know okay. that he is, but I feel like mm, it was him and John Lennon together. Or you just think of the Beatles as like one entity. I think the Beatles is one entity. I don't really think of. Uh, oh yeah, Trump's star on the Walk of Fame got destroyed Have like with that? a sledgehammer. No, no, it was a, a pick, pickaxe. A pickaxe. Yeah, and it's not. Who owns a pickaxe? I don't know, and it's not the first time this has happened. No, and some guy brought it over in a guitar case, which I think is the funniest part. Uh, I saw a really funny tweet about this. You know who's a star on the Walk of Fame is right next to Trump's and was no. unscathed? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Like, like people are destroying That's Trumps so for obvious up. reasons, but like Kevin Spacey, his his star gets a pass. <laughs> that is so weird. I know. Oh wow. Oh, why is Vince Carter trending? Oh, Vince Carter signed with the Hawks, so he's gonna play uh, his twenty first NBA season. And Trey Young is only twenty years old, so Vince Carter no. has been has been in the NBA longer than Trey Young's been alive. <laughs> That's wouldn't that be awkward? No? Yeah, for who? For, like, Vince Carter. Like, I would feel, like, weird that, like... I'm just surprised Vince Yarder, Vince Carter at this point in his career, like, he's not ring chasing. Like, if you're at this point, he's now played himself into the Hall of Fame, I think, which I never thought Vince Carter was a Hall of, Hall of Famer, but mm-hmm. I think what he's been able to do. But his last few stops have just been crappy teams. Like, he played for Sacramento last year. Yeah. They're trash. And now he's going to the Hawks. They're going to be trash. Like, if you're Vince Carter... <laughs> How dare you? Like, wouldn't you take... 
like the veterans minimum to go play with LeBron and the Lakers. Like I'm surely LeBron would rather have Vince Carter than Lance Stevenson. You think? I mean, obviously. I do think so. Well, why wouldn't anybody just pick up Vince Carter then if he's going to do that? League? You know, like where's the place that he belongs? You know, I don't know. It's definitely it, not on a team with another. You know, like it's not wherever Tony Parker is going or wherever the. You know, like yeah. you can't have two old guys. You know, I'm Ginobili just, and him can't be like hacking it up right, in the fourth that's together. True, that's true. I but think Vince you have Carter, to spread out your old guys. But he also has a unique skill set that is still capable in today's NBA. Like he can still shoot threes. So oh. if you're looking for a guy to come off the bench to maybe play 12 minutes for a contender, like I just can't believe he's going to go play for the Hawks. Like this is how his career is going to end. <laughs> like mentoring Trey Young to not go one of 11 every night. This is like really bizarre to me. <laughs> mentoring Trey Young to not go one of 11. Yeah. That's a fun thought. <laughs> you see Kevin Love signed for uh, so, two guys signed four-year contracts yesterday. Are we still, is this still a sports podcast? Sure. And uh, so, Todd Gurley signs <laughs> yeah, four, four, four years, years, $60 million. You sent me a tweet immediately when that happened. Kevin Love, four years, $120 million. Who, That's crazy to me. Who's going to have a rough There's another old guy body that got a year. lot of money. Kevin Love? Don't you think? Like, how old is Kevin Love? I think Kevin Love is not as old as you think he is. He's just been around a long time. Kevin Love has been in the NBA since he was 19. So he's one of those guys, like like LeBron is entering his 16th NBA season, but he's only 33 years old. Mm. So you think of LeBron as like, Jesus Christ, LeBron's been playing forever. Yeah. What about this story? Ryan Reynolds attached to a Home Alone remake. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the Frasier reboot. No, I'm so sick of all these TV show reboots. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. They're just bringing back these shows because they're terrified that people aren't going to watch the new ones. And they don't because they don't leave them on the air long enough for us to care. Right. Oh, it's it's Like, there's no way to get attached to anything anymore. What's crazy to think about, if Seinfeld was on the air now, it would have got canceled after the first season. It was going to get canceled after the... Nobody watched it after the first season. The first first season was like five or six episodes. Yeah, nobody cares. called the Seinfeld Chronicles. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it almost got the boot. Like, can you imagine if that came out now and it's obviously, arguably one of the greatest comedies ever? So wait, a Home Alone reboot? Is wait that- a second. Stoned Alone is reminiscent of that holly- hallowed comedy class. It centers around a 20-something weed-growing loser who misses the plane for his holiday ski trip. He makes the best of the things by getting high. That can't be right. Oh, maybe somebody is was just joke? joking. Oh, Oh, he's going to produce and potentially star in Home Alone revised called Stoned Alone. No thanks. No thanks. But that's a Christmas movie. We got a whole... Home, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. We already had the Die Hard debate on the, on the, um, the show last week oh, about nice. the Christmas movie. What does Rob think about that? Was he, he wasn't there. Was it was peasy. Okay, what does he think? No, they agree with me. Everybody agrees with me except for you. Agrees with you what? Actually, Gary... But you also have no opinion. You're just, I do have an opinion. You're just taking the other side. You admitted to me that you don't care. I don't care, but I do... I, I don't care whether or not it is or it isn't, but I do believe that there's more of a debate for that it is not. I honestly can't, don't understand how anyone doesn't think it is. <laughs> it's absolutely insane to me. 
Yeah, I think that I, I understand. We've we had this argument, and you know, I, again, I told you about the protagonist and the antagonist have different goals, and that's not true in a Christmas movie. One's trying to destroy Christmas, the other one's trying to save it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is not true in Die Hard. And you could take the holiday out of it, and it still works. I think Christmas is used in holiday movies because it's a higher stakes environment. I think it's used as a plot line because it raises the stakes. I don't think it's used because it's Christmas. But Christmas is just a more important holiday. Yep, and it's still part of the movie. <laughs> it's a part of Die Hard so, now so, forever so. because they put it on film. Yeah. But if they had made it about Mother's Day and like it was just still the background, it's, it's, it's a C plot. It's not the A plot. It's the background of the whole movie. The A plot is him... Say you know saving the people in the tower. The B plot is the cop, and the C plot is Christmas. And in a Christmas movie, the A or B plot is Christmas. Disagree. Okay. Well, you don't have any proof of that. <laughs> you just say disagree. What do you mean? The whole movie is a, it takes place on Christmas. Christmas Eve. Yeah. The, the whole reason he is in Los Angeles is to attend the Christmas party. He's there to hang out with his wife, and she's at a Christmas he's party. There, if she wasn't at the Christmas she party... She invited him to the Christmas party, and he accepted to try to win her back. Right. Redemption on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I don't want to get into he, this, because people are going to be like, you already made this argument! And he saves the day. Uh... How about people are debating whether or not uh, an ambulance should have gotten a ticket or U.S. school shootings are changing back-to-school shopping. They have bulletproof backpacks now. Wait, is that a real thing? Yes. Wow. Yeah, from bulletproof backpacks to bulletproof doors, gun violence has changed the way schools and families in the United States are preparing, yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah, they're selling them. Where is this being sold? That is insane. It looks like Walmart. Bulletproof backpacks, they're being sold online. Ooh, there's some pink ones. Ooh. <laughs> a shopping mall here in McAllen, Texas, now has a kiosk selling bulletproof clothing and accessories. I mean, including an anti-ballistic school backpack for small children. This is like it's John depressing. Wick 3. This is like the plot line to John Wick 3. Can you imagine if you had to buy your kid a bulletproof backpack? Like, that would be the saddest thing ever. Would they know? I don't think they would know. No, right? they wouldn't know, but it's just, just like scary to like, think about it. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's... that was one of the things the Scalar brothers said last night in the roast battle. <laughs> they were talking about Anthony Jeslinek, and they were like, oh, Jez, you really came after us hard. I guess the only way you would have come after us harder if, is if we were victims of a school shooting or 9 yes, 11 yeah. or uh, molestation. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Because it's think, true. Do you think that's like. Remember after 9-11, it was like, oh, I got to get up and go to work, or the terrorists win. Remember how that was a big yeah. phrase, or the terrorists win? Like, is this admitting the school shooters are winning, like, that we have? I'm always like, fear of the advertising, yeah. you know? I'm, f- I'm always and So now some, some asshole is probably seeing this and be like, okay, all right, something else for me, to, another challenge. Like, I got to yeah. step up my game now. Yeah, I don't understand it, but... 
Uh, how about this? What's <laughs> this? Transition! <laughs> uh, a cameraman, Ian French, filmed a parking attendant in Cheshire, England, ticketing an ambulance he claimed was illegally parked. The video sparked a debate about whether or not it was the right thing to do. The on-duty paramedics had stopped to buy water in the middle of their shift. The private firm who employed the attendant has said sorry for the incident. They weren't technically on a call. They were just parking there and going in and getting water. So yeah. what do you think? I think if you're uh, you're riding around in an ambulance... In an ambulance? An ambulance? An, an ambulance? Somebody called a wambulance. <laughs> I think you should be able to do whatever you want in that thing. And so I, I also think, like, cops... Yeah. I'm pro-cop. Like, you, you can... I mean, as long as they're doing the right thing, you know? But I mean, but if, like, if I want to, like... Throw my lights on to beat a red light, and like, because I'm going somewhere. I think that's totally. How do you, as a public service person, I guess, like in England, they must not be employed by the government because aren't parking attendants employed by the government? So, how how could you give one government vehicle by the city? Oh, so this is like, yeah, like the LA parking. Like, that wouldn't happen here. Like, the parking attendants can't give a ticket to somebody else that's, like, under their same jurisdiction. Right. So, like, Some, yeah, like, like ticketing a police officer or, a, you can't ticket or a, an ambulance for, what, parking in the red zone or something? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think, the, like, these people are civil servants. Like, they're, yes. they put their lives on the line every single day. Yeah, let's give it up for the boys in blue while yeah, we're at yeah, it. Yeah. Let's give it up for the boys in blue. And if they want to stop and go get some donuts or some coffee, who are you to give them a ticket for $63? Like, I feel bad enough when I use a handicap stall because there's a huge oh, line stall. in the bathroom, you know? So I've never parked in a handicap spot, but like... Oh, yeah, I uh, don't do that either. But... I have used a handicap stall. Yeah, because like there's a line for the bathroom yeah, and you're like... it's the only option. And I'm like, do I go in there? Like, what if somebody who's handicapped comes in and it, like, that you're not going to make the person in the wheelchair wait in line to use the bathroom, are you? And, like, right. all of a sudden they can't get in because, you know, me, I come out with my running shoes on. It's oh, like, hey, hey guess I'm going to go exercise now with my legs that work great. <laughs> like, what? Like, I just feel... But, like, you can't just be like, you, you can't tell the person behind you, hey, you go ahead. And use the handicap. I'm not gonna do it because it's not right. Like, yeah. Then they're gonna tell the person <laughs> behind you to be the asshole. Hey, I don't want to be the asshole that uses the handicap stall. You be the asshole. Yeah, no, no. You, you go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> just let them go by. Yeah, like that's just such a dilemma. Like, what do I do in that situation? What? You I just don't know. use it, right? I don't know. You just use it and just hope that. And just spend a long time in there until you see like two little wheels roll out. <laughs> and then walk out and be like, hey. Like whistling, you're like, Whoop. and then you say hi. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, how do you even deal with that? I don't know. So embarrassing. I don't um, know. No, it's not embarrassing. Brushing your teeth. That's oh, not embarrassing. Um, and uh, so you know, I you know, I have Quip that toothbrush, yeah, that, yeah, the the vibrating it. toothbrush. What I love is that it pauses every. <laughs> it pauses. <laughs> I wear my me undies while I'm brushing my teeth yeah. uh, in I'm my true car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that it pulse. It pauses when you're supposed to change sides. That's what I love about it. But also, it's like really cool looking. Um, they send you new ones uh, every month. Um, it starts at just $25. If you go to quip.com slash wriggles right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a quip electric toothbrush. Uh, 
basically, uh, they, they mail it to you. Um, it's recommended. It goes like through two-minute guiding pulses. Uh, the subscription plans for all your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. My other favorite thing is that it comes in a case that sticks to your mirror, and then when you want to travel with it, you pull it off your mirror and put the lid on, and then it's, you can take it with you, and it's dope, and it looks cool. So get your first free refill pack at getquip.com slash wriggles. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash wriggles. Do you have anything else that you um, want to tell America before we sign off? Any more um, stories about your <laughs> handicap stall usage? No, no. Oh no, the maker of the classic conversation candy hearts company is shutting down. Oh wow. They haven't yeah, confirmed whether or not staples. production will resume. What's your favorite like Valentine's Day candy? The Neko ones, the Neko conversation hearts. But I also like candy corn at Halloween and I'm one of the few people. Ugh. It's good to have I think it's candy corn at this point in my life is just a decoration piece. Mm-hmm. Like there I don't think there's any point in eating it. I, I actually can't believe I ever actually ate it because it's disgusting no they're great it's like the the like people always say that circus peanuts are gross but if when they're i think they're really good when they're um stale and they're like chewy the circus peanuts the big orange ones oh like like the peeped looking thing no they're not a marshmallow but yeah they're circus peanut gross (laughs) my mom still sends me peeps oh i know every holiday like, all different ones. They're in our pantry. They're everywhere. <laughs> like, regular peeps and, like, the reindeer ones I get it. She Christmas sends them time. as a joke, and I'm like, this isn't funny because you won't throw them away. No, no. They're, yeah, I used to keep them under my desk at work yeah. for, like, two years. You should keep them at your desk at work now instead of our house. You can still eat them. No. It's like a Twinkie. Like a, they never go bad, which is also bad. super scary. <laughs> like, how do you digest something that never goes bad? <laughs> that doesn't seem right. I think that's part of our new workout plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank that's you. That's it. I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, I know. Thank you for being a part of this and for filling in for Riggle. Um, you can go do your Saturday business in the bathroom <laughs> if you want. Um, yes. Thank you guys for listening to Riggle's Picks. I'm Sarah Tiana. That's... S-A-R-A-H-T-I-A-N-A and Chris Brockman. What's your Twitter handle? Brock? At Chris Brockman. At Chris Brockman. So Follow me on Instagram, actually. At Brock Shady. I'm trying to get my numbers up. I'm like almost at a thousand. <laughs> oh, a thousand? I'm so close. You're killing it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Not thanks, really. babe. I love you. I love you, too. Deaths in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. U.S. forces say three American service members and a U.S. contractor were killed in a roadside bombing near Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. Court documents show actress Felicity Huffman has agreed to plead guilty in the college admissions cheating scandal. She's accused of paying $15,000 to have a proctor boost her older daughter's SAT score. 
More changes at the Department of Homeland Security. A day after Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced her resignation, the White House says Secret Service Chief Tex Alice will be leaving shortly. Three officials say the departures are unrelated, with Alice's move stemming from a personality conflict within the agency. That's AP Sagar Magani. A bond hearing has been adjourned until next week for a woman from China arrested at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. A federal prosecutor says she had a device to detect hum- hidden cameras in her hotel room room when Secret Service agents searched it. She also had nine USB drives and five cards. I'm Ed Donahue.